What's up, everyone? We have our first repeat guest today. I would like to welcome back Jonathan Madeiras. He's a National Board Certified Teacher in Hawaii and recently wrote a blog for us emphasizing the importance of reflective writing and thinking beyond the curriculum. It was a fun conversation and I hope you enjoy it. Here's Jonathan Madeiras. Welcome back to the show, Jonathan, new host, but same show. Um, <laughs> can you give us a brief introduction to yourself, where I'm where talking to you from and uh, what do you do? Yeah, I'm Jonathan Madeiras. I'm, I'm here in my classroom on Kauai. I've uh, been teaching language arts for 16 years here at my alma mater, and I've been a National Board Certified Teacher since 2010, I think, was my friend. I just, re I just renewed or, or did my maintenance like a year ago. Nice, nice. Yeah. So I always enjoy hearing these stories of why NBCTs become teachers. So why did why did you become a teacher? <laughs> well, I don't know if I said this before, but the the short answer, the glib answer is I became a teacher because of uh, a girl. Like I was uh, I was in grad school studying literature and writing, and I, one of my plans was like to pursue writing and be a you know work at the college level. But I was not into it when I, I did it as a grad student. And I kind of was just floating around and I, I met this person who's amazing. And she, she said she was going to go to school to become a high school teacher. And I'd never thought about it before. And I basically followed her. Um, so, you know, the short answer is because of a girl, but the long answer is because I just really love learning. And I believe passionately in, you know, social justice and equity. And those are really important things to me, to my community. And I think I can help with that in the classroom. So what pushed you to become a national board certified teacher? Well, specifically a, a person here in Hawaii tapped me on the shoulder. And I know we talk about that a lot with the national board, right? Like taps yeah, me on the shoulder. Yeah, you pass the shoulder, tap around on social media. Yeah, right? right, right. So that happened to me, but like a lot, like it took me a couple of years. She kept tapping me on the shoulder. Uh, her name's Tracy Idika. She's amazing. And so she saw something in me. It took that person to like say like, hey, I think you might be interested in this i think this might be good for you um and then beyond that it was about that love of learning like i'm a curious person that's how i approach the world i ask questions um about everything wherever i'm at and so the national board certification process was kind of a natural fit for that right so there's so much self-reflection involved um so it was another chance to learn so yeah, I mean, so on that topic, you wrote an essay for us that gets into right, reflective writing and thinking beyond the curriculum. And so we're going to talk to you about that. So in the essay, um, there was a line that stuck out to me about comparing curriculum to theater as opposed to drama. Can you go a little bit deeper with that comparison for, for, for everybody? Yeah, sure. That was a, that was a fascinating, I mean, that's the, that line stood out to me too. I was reading an essay, um, about like the use of drama in learning. And it's something I had done before with National Endowment of the Humanities that we, we, we learned about like using theater um, techniques to help with learning. But this essay that I was reading, the person, the author delineated made this difference between drama and theater that really stuck in my head. And they said um, that theater is audience centered and drama is participant centered. And that really, just kind of like stuck with me. I was like, aha, that makes a ton of sense. Theater is entertainment for the audience, right? And drama is for the people doing it. Like there's something valuable in the process of just 
working through something regardless of if it's packaged as entertainment for somebody else. So that was the, that was the part of it that really stuck out to me. And another one that, that stuck out to me is uh, curriculum as lived versus curriculum as planned. That one just really stuck to me because it's some experience I've had with teachers growing up. Uh, can you talk about what that means to you? Yeah, to me, that's a, that's a really important thing, especially here in Hawaii. There's a, there's an olelo noyao, a saying um, that goes ma kahana kaike, which means the, the learning, the knowledge is in the, the action, it's in the doing. Um, so like you learn by doing something, right? And I've, even before I knew that, that little piece of wisdom in that phraseology, it's something I believed in. Um, how do you learn something? You go and try it, right? And you make some mistakes and you figure it out. So curriculum as lived is an important thing just here culturally. Like, and this specific person, Dr. Davis, Pua Kailima Davis, was speaking specifically about how that's important culturally that we learn, and I don't mean we, I'm not Hawaiian, um, but I was born and raised here, but that that's important. That's a way that traditionally you would learn, right? You work with a, a kupuna, an elder, a, 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 a wise person, an expert. And how do you learn the thing that they're teaching you? They don't sit down and lecture you. You learn it by living it, right? And as opposed to this like curriculum as planned packaged thing that you buy and then you bring to your classroom and you're gonna entertain your audience with it. Um, sorry, I hope I didn't lose the thread there, but that was- No, you're good, you're good, you're good. So do you have any suggestions for how teachers can, can put that into their, into their everyday life? I mean, anytime you can, anytime you can put the work out right and ask in well i should say it this way anytime you can invite the students into working versus listen being an audience that you need to entertain and that's why i started with that idea of drama versus theater i think sometimes we get as teachers we we can go down this trap of like treating our students like an audience and quote unquote engaging them Right, and then what we're really doing is just trying to figure out how to be an entertainer, and so we're looking for curriculum that might be, I don't know, like highly stimulating, but is it really making the students do anything? So, if there's any chance, if you ever have a chance to invite the students in to doing work, don't and and having them struggle and make mistakes, like that's where the real learning is. So instead of giving it to them, right? Showing them a video or, or doing a song and dance. Invite them in, let them struggle, let them make mistakes. They don't need to know exactly where they're going yet, right? You right. look backwards and you find out, oh, wow, look at that stuff we just did. So you also got into reflective writing in this piece. Why do you think it's important to have for teachers to do some reflective writing? I mean, it's, for me personally, I don't, I don't know what I, I don't totally know what I think until I talk it out or write it out. Like that's just the way my brain works. So for me, it was a personal, like, I just noticed that I always do that. I, I have to, and I'm doing it right now. Like I have to, <laughs> uh, I have to go, like I have to talk it out before I fully figure out what do I believe. And I, it's the same thing for writing. Like, and that's another thing that, that this, um, this author, Dr. Davis was talking about is that the, 
that writing is real. Like that's a real thing. It causes real change. And I think if you do reflective writing enough, you might notice some of those changes. Like it, it's not just a selfish um, act of just like writing down your own thoughts. Like it's actually, for me at least, a way to figure out what do I really think about what happened today? Um, it's a way for me to process some of what went on. I mean, it's not a magic fix. It's not gonna solve all of our stresses right now. It's hard to be a teacher, but it's oh, yeah. one thing I can do wherever I am and I can kind of process some of the trauma from the day and figure out what does it mean to me? So how, so it sounds like it's been really helpful for you. How has that helped you with your teaching? I mean, I bring it into the classroom. Like I use it almost as a coping tool for students. Like we do reflective writing that has no, it has, it is valuable on its own. Like it's not connected to anything else. The point of the reflective writing is simply to write. And it's a chance for the students to process some of the chaos of their lives. So I, I just bring it to them. Like it's a way we start the week every, every week with just quiet, um, safe uh, time and space to, to do that kind of reflective writing. Like I might give them a, a pretty general topic like hope or refuge. Um, we might have a brief five minute conversation and then it's like, okay, just write now. There's no, there's no high stakes about it. It's valuable all on its own. And it sets the tone for the week. It lets them get in that kind of meditative space, clear their minds a little bit. Plus, you know, I'm tricking them into writing. So it's writing practice as well. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's the best part about it, that tricking them into writing. So uh, we started off this conversation, well, we started off this Zoom call talking about your hair. And now I'm fascinated to learn more about <laughs> you outside of the classroom. So I have a couple of questions for you that, that it's going to take us outside of the classroom. Sure. The first one was, uh, what was for lunch today? What did you eat for lunch today? Uh, today, I had a little turkey sandwich. So I bake, I bake, I bake sourdough bread every weekend. And I, I oh, had it. So I had my bread. I had, I had my bread. I had a good sandwich. That was it. Yeah, simple. But the bread is dope. I mean, you make it yourself. <laughs> it sounds dope. Yeah. Uh, what was your first job growing up? <laughs> Man, I mean, I grew up working. I worked my first. <laughs> my dad had a farm up up the road from where I live right now so I didn't get paid but that was it I worked yeah, on the farm, farm every day yeah. digging Ooh. holes um tending the tending the animals like I mean it was like for real you know like slaughtering the slaughtering the chickens that sort of thing um every what day after school, you guys that, we so we had we had chickens goats and cattle and those were our main but we and we also grew produce and we took the we would take the produce, sweet corn and cucumbers and stuff like that down to the farmer's market twice a week. Um, yeah, that was my life every day after school. I'm talking like when I was from when I was like maybe seven. Oh, man, um, you was young. I want to I want to That's awesome. All right. Last question. I mean, it sounds from the sound from our whole conversation. It sounds like you love nature. So yeah. where was your last trip into nature? Uh well, I mean, I go out as much as possible, just right out. I go down the street, just out to the beach, um, to Kalia, right by my house. And that's where I grew up. Um, just get in the salt water a little bit. Um, and in terms of like farther afield than that, yeah. my, I was lucky 
I was lucky enough to take a little break with my wife and my kids and I, we took a sabbatical and I, I took the kids around um, on the mainland to do some learning. And we did one long trip, 5,000 mile trip around the West. And so like we were in, um, you know, like arches and Canyonlands and oh, nice. um, the Verde and Yosemite. And all. so we did, we hit all those um, areas and the, probably the last place we were, I guess was Yosemite. We spent about a week up there um, exploring. And that was, that blew their minds because they're, you know, they grew up here on the island. I mean, you grew up there on the island too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, thank you, Jonathan, for taking the time. This was a lot of fun. I'm really glad we got to do this. Yeah, thank you, man. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Time to get my journal out. Thanks again to Jonathan for joining the show, and thank you for taking the time to listen to National Board Conversations. Be sure to follow us on social media for all National Board updates, and we'll see you next time.